100% completely. I'm just like, I know a thing or two about like submission and, mm-hmm. and sorry, that sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. Hey, this is Chris. What's up? We're here all here again. You're listening to the Z Morning Zoo. Morning. No. (laughs) The zoo shows are just. I know. It was a spoof, guys. Oh, because we did spoofs last time. We already did that episode, Chris. I hear hear you. I hear you. It was just a goof. (laughs) So, um. You're such a boob. (laughs) Such a boob. That was my favorite part of. uh, Was your own joke? <laughs> I can't believe none of you guys got that joke. I was complete. I was referencing uh, Horton Hears a Who when the the mayor's getting upset he's, and the, the town council comes over and goes, "Nobody listened to the mayor. He's just being a boob." <laughs> and it made me laugh. It was my favorite part of the whole movie, and so I kept referencing that. So you're surprised? Yeah, sorry, I didn't. You're pick surprised up on that, that none of us got a reference from a children's movie. Well, that one word. movie in particular. The four guys here that have children? Jake's gonna have a brain. You're surprised? Right now. Oh my gosh. I haven't watched that movie in probably five years. Pretty sure it came out in like 2008. Like 10 years ago. Yeah, that's so 2000. You're being a boob. <laughs> it is a good line though. I guess. Yeah. So, uh, Jake. Steve Carell's fantastic. Great. What have you been up to, man? What have I been up to? Oh man, so much. Can't even think of anything right now. <laughs> I actually just restarted Westworld with my roommate. She's never seen Westworld before. She. Yeah. God. <laughs> it's weird if you say it that way. <laughs> Did you ever see that modern family where Phil's ex-girlfriend kept messaging him? He's like, hey, Phil, how's it going? And his wife reads, hey, Phil, how's it going? <laughs> He's like, well, it's weird when you say it like that. <laughs> I did see that episode. It, it made me chortle. <laughs> Dude, Modern Family, the writing in that show is so good. Uh, anyway, anywho, uh, Westworld is so good. I forgot how great that show Season was. one is, yeah. I haven't seen season two. Yeah. That's why I restarted I haven't seen second. season one either. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I restarted so I could watch season two, and also my roommate hasn't seen it. So we've been watching that through, and it is... Uh, uh, great. I loved it. it. If you like uh, robots that... Robots. Or nudity. Or boob. <laughs> <laughs> this is a show for There's you. There's more than boob. There's pain and vagine. Sandy Newton, yes. But lots of that in there. It's excusable because it's robots. Because it's robots. It's <laughs> robot nudity is, is okay. Chris's wife is just shaking her head right now. It's, I know. I can just feel it. I know she's doing it somehow. <laughs> if, uh, if Wait, looks, how did she get into our super nice studio? Uh, <laughs> studio apartment. If uh, looks could kill, I'd have a three-inch hole in the back of my head right now, I'm sure. But... Um, the movie, the show is great, um, and it's got uh, Hannibal Lecter. What, what could be better? I don't know. It's a good point. He's might be one of the best villains of all time. 
Anthony Hodgkins. Hodgkins? Yeah, old white dude eating another white dude brain. There ain't no handball in that whole movie. <laughs> there ain't no handball in the whole damn movie. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is that freaking uh, Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel doing Carl Malone. <laughs> yeah, yeah pro- politically correct Jimmy Kimmel doing blackface. Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah, pull that up and put it on YouTube now. Yeah, sure but, but he had a bad influence in Adam Carolla, okay? I love Adam Carolla. He's so good. <laughs> I always confuse he's him like, for Norm MacDonald. Apparently Carolla's Me like too. the OG of podcasting. Yeah, he's been doing so, it a long, uh, long time. Him, Mark Maron, and Bill Simmons are like three of the original podcasts. Whenever you guys talk But it has been perfected by us. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. We're really good. <laughs> Indeed. Whenever you guys talk about Dude, Norm our fan, hey, Chris, our, what have you been up to? Um, a few weeks ago, I mentioned the game called Hollow Knight on the Switch. That game is amazing. It is just like life to me right now. I'm super addicted to it. I stopped playing Spider-Man because every time I play Spider-Man, I'm like, I just want to play Hollow Knight. That game is so good. So I really recommend anyone who can. It's like $10. And I've already, I've already spent like 20 hours because there's 20 hours worth of game that I'm done. I thought you were going to say, it's like $10, and I've already spent 20 bucks on it. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like I have. I got my money's worth. Oh, okay, good. That game is so good. It's uh, we I think we brought up Guacamelee before, but it's kind of the same style of Guacamelee, but oh, like Guacamelee. a little a more difficult. But like the the atmosphere and like the art style and it's it's creepy and cute at the same time like the monsters that you fight. It's my like, favorite combination. Well, like it, you're like a, I know I said this before, but you're an insect, but you fight like earthworms, and the earthworms are pretty much zombies. So you have you cut them in half, and then the two parts of them like and the two shorter earthworms chase you across the screen. So it's it's just super creative, super creepy. I love it. It's so remember the game Earthworm Jim? Oh yeah, yeah. That movie. That game oh sucked. man, that game sucked. <laughs> that game was the worst. Like Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> I play, uh, dude. Um, when I was in second grade, I would play Earthworm Jim with my friend. We were we would go out and play Earthworm Jim. Wait, are you saying like yeah. you would go outside and pretend you were Earthworm Jim? Yes. Oh okay. Yeah. Was it like playing Nightcrawlers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> The rules are ambiguous and everyone argues them. <laughs> Whose line is it anyway? Okay, Scotty, Scotty, Scotty and I just made an always sunny in Philadelphia joke and nobody got it. <laughs> so uh, if we're talking about video games, I've been playing a game called uh, Heavy Rain. Oh, dude. Hard Rain? Hard Rain? I think we've, you've made this joke before. Yeah, and I then have. I said Christian Slater, and then you said, no, Kevin Bacon. Yep. <laughs> the Christian Slater is a Why didn't you just Kevin do it Bacon. again? It would have been funny. Would it have? Uh, I thought so, yeah. No, huh. you guys, explaining jokes is way funnier than I think than so, too. Them. <laughs> yeah, it's like the rules in Nightcrawlers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, Heavy Rain, that's a good game. Yeah, no, I love and, heavy it's, rain. and it is, it's heavy. And there's a lot of rain. So <laughs> but like the, the name fits. The controls suck. Yeah, the controls suck, but the story is really compelling. And it's, it's uh, like I said, it's a heavy story. The, Are you the, done? Did you beat it? No, not yet. You know yet. the best part about that game is? Boob. <laughs> there is boob in that game, actually. Now that I think That's about why it, I said it. There it is boob in that game. No, oh, yeah. um, it's funny. There was actually boob in it, and I was just like, that was dumber than it's anything. It's optional. That part, that part's optional because really? you wake up and oh, you're, is it? you're a girl. Yeah. And you can, she can't sleep. So you're like, she can make a cup of coffee, she can watch TV, or she can take a shower. And Jose was playing it. What's up, Jose? Jose was playing it. He's like, I just thought it was super crude that, that she got naked in the game. And I was like, then why did you make her take a shower? And he's like, 
don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you take some moral high ground. In <laughs> so oh, the premise of the fantastic. game is the main character's son. So he has two kids. One son died in the Jason. And then the other. Jason. Jason. Anyway, the other uh, the other son gets kidnapped by a serial killer, and you're trying to find him. So it's a heavy, heavy subject. You know, lying. it's a su- it's um the creator. Uh, I I forget his name right now, but he tried to make a video game as cinematic as possible. And uh, he worked. It was very cinematic. This is one of the games because there's no game overs. Your character can die, and the story will evolve around it. Oh, really? wow. There's four main characters, and e- each of them can die. In fact, the the ending that I got was called So Close, because oh. I almost saved every single person, except I messed up on one thing, and then the trophy popped, and it said So Close, and then everyone died. And I was like, oh my gosh, and then like it <laughs> saves right away, so it really encourages you to... So you can't you go to- back. You, there's or ways you, of you doing can, it, or, yeah, but it, like it really encourages you, encourages you to play through and see the ending that you get. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, that's I, awesome. You I know, love I, that like, game. I really recommend it, but you have to like keep in mind that it's it's like 2007, 2008. If I if I remember right, old, huh? you can't you can't pick your camera angle, right? Mm-hmm. You so, can you can you can alternate, but you can't like you can't like move, move the, camera. the camera, right? But yeah, it's yeah, like it's like if the there whole, was cameras mounted, and you pick mm-hmm. which camera it's, you want. The whole idea it, is that it's super cinematic. Was it remastered or something? Because it, yeah. it's okay. Because it, it uh, I was playing it on the PS4. And yeah. it's really good graphics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they they redid it. I think I played it on the PS3. Yeah, me I too. Is what I, gotcha, I, okay. I played it. I thought when I really when good. I downloaded, I thought it was a, an old game, but it is what it is. Really good game. Detroit Become Human. I talked about it earlier, but that. That's his newest game. That game was uh, amazing. It wasn't as good as Heavy Rain. It's a little more sprawling, whereas Heavy Rain's a more confined story. Yeah. But um, Detroit Come, Become Humans about do androids, are androids alive? All, uh, tired. Do they dream concept. of electric sheep? Uh, they do, actually, and it jumps over an electric fence <laughs> while they're trying to sleep. <laughs> I, uh, Harrison Ford comes by and kills Rucker Howard. It was crazy. It's really weird. Such a dick move. <laughs> Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick move. As it would be. I uh, I watched a movie that we talked about on the podcast that I hadn't seen before. Um, I watched Shutter Island. Oh, dude! And it blew my mind. Blew so good. My mind. Le- it's a good flick. So I think I've seen every movie that Leonardo DiCaprio has acted in, mm-hmm. except for that one. Have you seen Basketball Diaries? No. Okay. So maybe I haven't. So you're a liar. Sorry. <laughs> Scorsese, man. Scorsese that movie knows was, how to do it. That movie was unbelievably good. Like, I, I watched it alone, <laughs> and I finished, and I, I went to talk to my wife, and I just gushed about this movie, because she loves... She's of the Titanic era. <laughs> she loves Leo. You know what the best part about Titanic was? Yeah, when he died. Boom. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Jay. <laughs> but that movie was so, 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 so good. An amazing story. I can't wait till Jake brings that joke when we actually get into the topic. <laughs> amazing acting. You know, amazing I love acting. Best about <laughs> so good. Loved it, loved it, loved it. That movie, too, like, it, it's creepy, but there's no, like, jump scares to, like, try and scare you. No, or, not really, no. Um, but it still makes you feel uneasy the whole time. Yeah. Um, I thought like it was it, creepy though. It kind of got like predictable, like that. The a little bit you start to catch on, but yeah. you're not really a hundred percent sure. You're, you're like hoping that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mark Ruffalo was super good in that. Can dude. we talk yeah. about the spoiler? I mean, it's been around for like, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it. 
Oh, so okay. Let's not. Let's not. not. Let's yeah. not. But, but it's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, okay. You gotta the, watch it, Scott. The very ending, like the last line from Leo, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I loved it. It was like such a nice little cherry on top to finish make, it makes an you think. awesome movie. Yeah, so good. Um, like so, he opens uh, that door I know, I know that I'm gonna be, I'm, on the Atlantic I'm, Ocean and he saves Rose. Yeah, so exactly. Good. I know that so. I'm going to be a dumb film nerd here, but it's called a button. Okay, A, a button? Yeah. Not a cherry on top. It's a button. Uh, I'm going to call it a cherry on top. If you don't Wait, mind. why is it called a button? What? The, to do like the end of the movie and then there's the one little thing at the end. You put a button on it. Yeah, button, button on top. Well, a like a cherry on top. For all you, of, you can't eat buttons. For all of the people <laughs> that yeah, are listening that didn't go to film, so I'm going to call cream. it a cherry on top. <laughs> um, Listen, call it what it is, bro. It is on, what it is. It's cherry on top. It's a button. All right. Uh, who hasn't got a chance Scotty. to say what they've been up to? <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't been up to much, so uh, just been playing Zelda. Been Zelda's good. Yep, still still playing that. Uh, got my third uh, Divine Beast. Um, you're, you're, like, just taking your time with it. Though. I am. Like, I'm taking my time. Just enjoying. It's a great game. I've been uh, doing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, who uh, with? <laughs> with, uh, with my best friends. Yes. <gasps> We actually uh, played Dungeons and Dragons the other night, and Troy brought his wife, and she apparently loved it. Right? Yeah, she loved it. She yeah, she was all about it. She was ranting and raving, and uh, it, it's such a she's officially more into it than I am. Such a great storytelling <laughs> device and character building. It's it's if you've never done it, find friends that are willing to to nerd out with you and and just do it. It's fun to me. To me, it really is the best game. Okay, it's the best. I'm so just, I'm just that, gushing right now. See the thing, the fun thing about Dungeons and Dragons, and I don't know if you guys remember, but a while ago I was kind of crapping on it. But as I've been playing it, I love like I feel like I can go back into like my ten year old self, mm-hmm. where I'm using my imagination and like daydreaming out in the backyard with wooden sticks as swords and stuff. But like I'm doing it around the table with a group of friends. I don't, <laughs> yeah. and we're all thirty year old men. Like I'm, I'm trying to be like humble, wife, but. There was a part where your your cousin Jamo was there, yeah. And he what's st- up, Jamo? He stood up and he was nervous and he was like, "Oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh!" And he was like, his hands were shaking, and I was like, "I'm just telling a story." Yeah. And the outcome is determined by the the dice that he rolls, yeah. but like it was able to like get in your head enough to like, oh, there's there's actually some consequences to this depending on what you roll. So I was like. I don't know, it was like a kind of a proud moment that I got somebody to be nervous about a pretend game. Do you know it, what, what, what made me think of Dungeons and Dragons when you were describing, uh, what was it Heavy Rain? Mm-hmm. Um, how you to, when you, you make a decision and you have to go with where the story goes from that decision and mm-hmm. there's ways you can go back. It reminded me of Dungeons and Dragons where it's like, there's no real rules. We could back up and say, oh, never mind, that doesn't happen because we want it to go a different direction. But no, you have to shape the story, and we're all collectively telling a story around the decisions that we're all individually making. And it, how weird is it when you tell a story? When I'm telling a story, Scott doesn't get to tell part of my story. Right. But he does in this game, and mm-hmm. so does Troy, and so does Jamal, yep. and so does Jose. Mm-hmm. Really? Like, sorry. It's really it, it's really super fantastic, and then they their part of the story kind of throws me through a loop, and then I have to like adjust and fix, and it's just um, it's fantastic. It's seriously, but we didn't come here today to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. That's a different episode. Yeah. That's in fact uh, probably fifteen different episodes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Chris is the one who has today's episode. I have today's episode. Let's hear it. I hope you're all ready for the next episode. Hold up. 
right. So this is something like that's that. been uh, kicking around in my mind for a while. Sorry, Snoop. I like unconventional Snoop. choices. I like uh, making you guys do something maybe you would have never done before. super don't want to do. Exactly. Like watch The Fall. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone but this guy over which here was a good choice. It. it was a good choice. And I'm glad we did it. Uh, I've been a fan of wrestling for the longest time. And wait, 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 wait! What kind of wrestling? I was seen real wrestling with. Uh, okay, so like the Olympics. I've, I've seen the Olympics. Real yeah. wrestling with uh, <laughs> entrance themes and pyrotechnics, fireworks, <laughs> and sweet costumes and loud music. Oh, and pile drivers and, and pile drivers, bombs and, and power bombs, power bombs, okay. so, busters, and, and white trash in the crowd. And that really is a misconception. That's rude. If this is, if this <laughs> Not everyone going, in a soccer stand is wearing a scarf and has a stupid haircut. <laughs> yes, they uh, are. Right. <laughs> um, well, let's address it then. <laughs> so um, this might date me a little bit. Yeah. But um, so. when I was in high school, I was in Blockbuster Video, mm-hmm. and I was renting a video. And the guy behind the desk was talking to someone else there about wrestling. And this lady in the store was making fun of them for wrestling. And he says, he said one of the most prolific things I've ever heard about wrestling. And he said, come on, lady. It's like a soap opera for guys. (laughs) And I was like. Because oh, back then I watched wrestling every once every once I, I didn't like watch it and follow the storylines, mm-hmm. but like when I did watch it and I saw the storylines happening, I was like, oh, it totally is. Yeah, it's a soap opera for dudes. And I, sorry, go ahead, Reese. Oh, it's I for, I was obsessed with WCW mm-hmm. and Monday Night Nitro. I was WCW guy too yeah. over WWE. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would go to my buddy Thane's house, Thane and Chandler. And we would up, watch. Finch? Yeah, so I don't. I doubt they're listening. I doubt. They, I doubt they put out too. <laughs> but we would watch Monday Night Nitro, and like I just I remember just I loved Sting. Oh yeah, Sting, uh, my boy. I loved Sting. <laughs> yeah, but I I will never forget when Bill Goldberg arrived. The very first, the very first match Goldberg? I ever saw him wrestle, he just came in in like thirty seconds, just manhandled the dude, finished him off with a spear, and then just walked out. Didn't say a word, just left. He and said, like, uh, "Who's next?" Yeah. And then, yep. and then a couple weeks later, when all of a sudden he's gone undefeated, and uh, the entire Atlanta Falcons football team comes out with him, and like they're his because <laughs> he played football, and that was his storyline. And then like the, I remember getting the pay per view with. With him, and he was fighting Scott, uh, Scott, or no, Steve Nash, and Scott Hall came out. Kevin it was a ladder Nash. match. Kevin Nash, that's it. Not the uh, basketball player. Not yeah, sorry. Nash. <laughs> yeah, and Carl Malone and Dennis yep. Rodman. Actually, I wanted, to, the, mention, I wanted there, to bring yeah. that up. Diamond Dallas Page. Mm-hmm. No, but I'm going to bring that up when it comes when when you're done. And I'm, I'll, yeah. But Scott Hall, that's his name, right? Yep. With the toothpick. Yep. The bad he came guy. out and he used a cattle prod on Goldberg. 
and he lost because of it. It was like 180 matches in a row that he that he won. Yeah, it was insane. So his streak was over by somebody cheating. So that was like that was the the heyday of DDP mm-hmm. and uh, Dude, all those Gold, guys. Goldberg might have been the biggest human being on the face. <laughs> he was amazing. That guy was a bowling. And ball. you didn't realize until because he looked like proportionate. Yeah, and he stood next to somebody, and you're like, oh, like, oh, you're he's a massive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're seriously, just. The biggest human I've ever seen. But that yeah. was that was like the last thing I remember though. Like I remember I remember when the NWO was formed and like this all is that over twenty years ago too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was like that was when I stopped watching. And I, I distinctly remember when I just was watching and I was like, Man, this this kind of sucks. <laughs> and I don't remember what the moment was, mm-hmm. but I was just like, Man, this this is not very fun, and I never watched it again. I'm I'm kind of right there with you. See, I I detest wrestling, and it's not because it's fake, and it's not because it's so proper for guy. Like I get it, and that I will admit that there is uh, that wrestling can be entertaining uh, with with that in mind. Okay, it is a little homoerotic though. I um yeah. Nah. Yeah, just sure. as much as like superheroes and spandex. Sure. So. No, and I'll, I'll agree with that too. And spandex. <laughs> yeah. Those two in the middle need to get a room. So the last time I was ever into wrestling was back when it was the WWF. And uh, actually, you brought up the Karl Malone Dennis Rodman match. That was WCW. That was WCW? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, I well, so Hulk Hogan was on there. Was he? W- mm-hmm. I thought he was. He the left WWF. He was, oh, okay, okay. I could tell you stories. Okay, yeah. that's why I'm confused, but still. That's why. That's what really turned up. Because here's the thing. I know it's fake. Too sweet. Cool. So (laughs) that's bad radio, guys. Chris and Reese just kissed over the table. We just too sweeted. Too sweet. So I know that. uh, I know obviously wrestling is fake, but in in any world where Karl Malone loses a wrestling match to Dennis Rodman. It, that's it. That's what broke your immersion. That's what bro- <laughs> no, oh my god! No, but seriously, no. That's that's not really what did it for me. But but that was a moment where I was like, "This is a bunch of bull." I was and in so, love with DDP's wife. And so uh, anyway, and you have like so a ninety-year-old Hulk Hogan and a and a Dennis Rodman against DDP and Carmelone. It was a little weird, but they lost. But all that being said, <laughs> all that being said, I I I used when I was a kid, I used to have like. Obviously, they're not baseball cards, but mm-hmm. baseball cards with wrestlers on them. I used to have it all. I used to have the video games. I used to play. I used to, like, I was all into it. And then I just. So I guess I'm I don't the care only anymore. one here that never has been into it. I, it sounds like it. Which is, uh, which brings me to why I wanted to make this an assignment. Is everyone said, oh, I liked it when I was a kid. I liked it when I was a kid. I still watch it. Well, I don't watch it now. Because like you said, something, you watch it and you get involved in the story. And then sometimes you just become disenchanted with it, and yeah. it just doesn't do it Dude, for you. Dude, Triple H saved Stephanie from being sacrificed to the underworld. The Undertaker? Okay. Yeah, it was It was the best. Did you guys... I was so happy. <laughs> I, it, it, it endeared me to Triple H for a while. Is that, like, what did it for you? Like, No, it was just a cool part, moment. Because everybody has, like, the storyline that they remember. Everybody has something like that. Anyway, this is why I wanted to do this assignment is I kind of I didn't want to have like a vague discussion about wrestling. Yeah, I, I specifically wanted to show how wrestling can be entertaining, a, a different form of, of media that's entertaining. Uh, everyone says it's fake. We know that wrestling fans know it's fake. 
what uh, wrestling fans like is basically just a good match, a good storyline put on through these two characters who can tell an interesting story um, out of the ring and in the ring. By fate, you mean that the ending is already decided. The the and the, 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 the fact that they're climbing up ladders and jumping onto tables and stuff is not fate. But, right. but the punches right. don't land. Like sometimes. But you know what does well, land yeah, but, is but their bodies on a piece of plywood. The yeah. ring is just a piece of plywood, and that's what they're jumping onto. So there's been millions of concussions, millions of broken bones, torn ACLs. Dislocated, whatever's. Yeah, that I mean, the, the there's the the real physical aspect to it, but the, but when people say it's fake, and it's like they're not actually trying to hurt somebody. It's when the, the the thing that really bugs people, I think, and this is what bugged me, is when they go to punch someone and they stomp on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> they stomp the, on the ground. They, the guy like or they like do been, body chops. Or when uh, what's his name? When the Rock would get uh, get hit by uh, Stone Cold. The stunner? Got the stunner, and then he'd flop around like a fish for about two and a half minutes. That was the minutes. best finishing move of all time, is the and stunner the done to the rock. It. And yeah. the rock ruined it. <laughs> it was so bad. Anyway, go on. So, yeah. Um, storylines. Essentially, storylines. Uh, most importantly, wrestling fans more my age as well, they want variety when you watch wrestling. Uh, wrestling kind of gets this... Um, they kind of have this idea, especially with Vince McMahon, who runs WWE, but he has to have a top guy. And that was Hulk Hogan, and then it was Bret Hart, and then it was Shawn Michaels, and then I loved Shawn The Michaels. Rock and Stone Cold. And then it was John Cena forever. Like, forever. And that dude is a machine. I'm waving my hand in front of my face right <laughs> that, now. That dude is a machine. And he kind of took over when wrestling was at its like lowest point of popularity. Yeah. Um, What? Oh, sorry. It's just nothing. Nothing. Um, so, again, this is... Uh, I, I showed you guys my favorite wrestling match of all time. Yeah. And this was my example that I wanted to use of how wrestling can tell a good a good engaging story. So instead of just sending you guys a YouTube link, I told you I wrote out this article. I'll have to share it. But it was amazing. The the your, wrestling match? your your article. Oh really? Yeah, everything. Your, yeah, your what, what you put out was fantastic. Yeah, oh cool. I don't I, sorry, I, I don't want to steal any of your thunder right now. I just have to say this. I've been waiting to say it since we started talking about it. Okay. I was instantly, like, going into it, I was like, gosh, freaking damn you, Chris. <laughs> like, I, I was not okay with doing this. I was like, hey, your writing was compelling, right? Forget the typos. It was compelling. It was good. But hella typos. <laughs> but I, I started watching the videos that mm-hmm. you were sharing. And then I went and watched the match. I went watched all the lead up. And mm-hmm. then I watched the match. I was 12 again. Yeah. 100% completely. I'm just like, I know a thing or two about like submission and, mm-hmm. and sorry, that sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> you Reese are, catches his own. You are pretty submissive. <laughs> With army, like army combatives and things like that. Like I know a thing or two. And so I'm watching this and I'm like, 
this is really bad. <laughs> this this is not good fighting. This well, is because super, they're not trying to hurt each yeah, other. Yeah, it's super staged. It's su- and that part didn't get me, but the theatrics of it all, mm-hmm. the the mic work, everything, I was captivated. And then here's the thing that pissed me off the most, Chris. Is as I'm watching the fight, the final fight, mm-hmm. as bad as the fighting was, I was like, oh my gosh. When he's like, one, two, and then he kicks out one to yep. one last time. He does like four or five times. I was just like, oh my like, gosh. It was like 12 times. <laughs> I was yeah. completely caught up in it. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. When, when is, is it going to end? Yeah. yeah. Oh, who's going to win? Dude, Even false though said finishes are such a good tool in wrestling. <laughs> they really are. So, so I don't watch it much anymore. I watch Jake's like, a homie, dude. Jake watches wrestling with me and Jose all the time. I, seriously, anytime Chris and Jose want to do a pay-per-view for wrestling, I'm like, oh, I'm in. I, <laughs> I don't watch it. I don't follow it very much. But whenever they want to get a pay-per-view, I'm like, oh, dude. The the pageantry, say what you will, those men are showmen. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. They, they are. It, seriously, when you get in there, like... The way they do that, and then you seriously you get you're watching the match, and then you get so into it, and then when they false, it's the false tap out or the whatever. false the false finish, like after their finisher, oh, yeah, like nobody yeah. kicks, their finisher, yeah. nobody kicks he, out of and the then finisher, he kicks out, and you're like, oh my heart, and dude, when I watched the pun or when I watched uh, the Undertaker lose and to Brock Lesnar, to Brock Lesnar, yeah. And, uh, in WrestleMania, and it was like, well, oh, that's never happened. The funny thing about that, too, is Undertaker at this pay per view has never lost a match in 21, not even 21 years, it's 21 times in a row. Yeah, he's been around as long as I've yeah. been around. So Brock Lesnar fought him. The crowd was ignoring it. They were just like talking to each other. They were just like kind of dismissing, just dismissively, like, oh, Undertaker's going to win. It might be one of the best memes on the internet. Undertaker's going to win. He, he always wins. And then he lost. And then you watch people in the crowd just stunned, just mouth wide open. One guy goes like this, and like rubs his hand on his face, and he's going like this. Um, but it's it's fake, right? Dude, yeah. but it's the that fact that they. Guy's face. <laughs> Might be one of the best memes on the look up, look up shocked Undertaker guy. <laughs> um, but it's a moment that took 22, 25 years to make. Yeah. And that's something that they didn't plan. It kind of happened organically, but it happened. Um, and it was insane to people. So it's stuff like that, that wrestling only, only wrestling can do something like that. Yeah. Only professional wrestling can it, do something. So, like so that. my, my thing is like, we're all here because I think we all love, and we were talking about this before. We all love stories, right? That's mm-hmm. why we, we're kind of doing what we're doing is, uh, but and there's different medias on there's different mediums on uh, storytelling devices. There's books. There's video games. There's there's movies. This one I just never have gotten into, um, but it's the most interesting because like they're, the guys are are putting their like putting their physical uh, like well health being. on the line. Yeah. Um, and, and sure, Tom Cruise broke his ankle uh, in, in Mission Impossible, but he didn't do it live. Right. I think that's the big right. thing. Yeah. Is there? Is there? They have to perform at a high level live while telling a story and in character. It's impressive. Yeah. Like, like it, it's a it's a really interesting medium. It, it's just not my favorite. That's cool. And even like people that tell me like you're stupid for liking wrestling, I say, I know. 
<laughs> like I don't, I don't ever, ever, ever deny. That well, and and I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of go along with that and with what with what Scott said a little bit. Like I, it, I don't like the medium of the entertainment, but it is entertaining. Mm-hmm. The the little article thing that you wrote and with all the videos and stuff, like Reese, I watched it all every minute, every second. The the even like when wrestling is is good, it's great or whatever. The, wrestling isn't wrestling. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. video. Yeah. That was a good video. And, it's a long video, and but it's it, good. It's yeah. entertaining for sure. Absolutely. I like the, the cameos. Shout out to Max Landis. I don't I don't like I liked it. all the cameos. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't like it as a as a medium. I didn't um, like the video sure. because it made me not like Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H was my homie back. He's a good character. What just sorry, what's the what was the wrestler's name that did the T Rack? That oh, was his, uh, Lex Luger? Yeah, that's it. Lex yeah. Luger. He was huge. He was on steroids. Yeah, they all were. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Troy. I uh, I lost my train of thought a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so I guess going back to the article that I wrote, um, I specifically wanted to tell you guys the story of what was in my mind at the time during this match. Uh, a lot of wrestling fans, even now, because it was 2011, so it wasn't that long ago, but it kind of was. It was seven years ago. Um, they kind of look at with rose-colored glasses or even like, that guy wasn't as cool as we thought he was. He was kind of a dick. But my favorite match of all time is CM Punk versus John Cena. And this... 2011. 2011. Um, And I'll I'll have to share the article that I wrote after I fix the typos and everything. (laughs) Um, Send it to your editor. uh, Scott, will you edit this for me? Sure. Thanks, man. Um, Sweet. the, The story behind it is... CM Punk. It's from Chicago. Uh, he has an indie background. He used to wrestle in bingo halls, and he did it because he loved it. He loved wrestling. He used to wrestle in his backyard. You can find YouTube videos of him doing it. Um, but he's really, really good at it. He's really he's a natural on the microphone. He's a natural in the ring. He's a better wrestler than John Cena. John Cena is way more famous. He's more marketable. He, you can put his handsome face on the cover of a shampoo bottle. Put his handsome face right here on my chest. I don't really too. think he's that handsome. Well, I mean, he's just got like a. Dude, he's got. He's got you don't think he's, he's got triceps that go for days. He's, you don't think he's handsome because you can't see him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all night. Thanks, Jake. I didn't understand the joke until you did that. <laughs> um, but I, I waved my hand in front of my face. That's what I was doing. You can't see me. You can't see me. Uh, John Cena in 2011 was on the top. He was Bruce Willis. He was Tom Cruise. He was Brad Pitt. He was the man. Yeah. He was the man. He never lost. It, it, he He's lost sense quite a bit now because it's time for him to pass the torch. Yeah. And he passed it to Roman Reigns, who sucks. So this is a different story. Is entirely. Roman the Irish dude? No, Roman is the Samoan guy. Samoan guy. Who's the Irish guy? The... The king or something. Seamus? Seamus. I love Seamus. Seamus <laughs> is great. He's uh, one of my favorite people to watch just because he is he's a bruiser. seven hey. feet tall, 300 pounds, 0% body fat, and pale so, as an egg and has flaming red hair. So, so John great. Cena is no longer, is he no longer wrestling or is he just kind He's of doing like, movies. He's uh, kind of positioned himself into like a backstage role. He's more of their like... Um, is he going to try to pull a Dwayne Johnson? Not not really. Thing? What's no. the word I'm looking He's like, uh, he goes and represents them on like business meetings. Okay. Like he'll go, he learned Mandarin to go to China oh, wow. so he can 
sell the company. I hear he's a really good dude. Yeah, I've, I don't know anything about him. Well, I've the only real exposure I've had to John Cena, um, because I don't watch wrestling, mm-hmm. would be like some video that popped up on social media of John Cena like surprising fans or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm bawling at the end of it because it's somehow <laughs> yeah, really, that, really special. He's a, when it comes to like a, <laughs> a nice make, guy, make but, a wish foundation, yeah. he has the record for the most visits like wow the next one isn't even like half of what he's done yeah he's i mean he's a good guy but outside of the ring outside of the football field outside of the baseball field some of the biggest dicks in sports are the best people mm-hmm. like yeah. the guy i can't stand the most in and then this is in soccer oh ronaldo ronaldo cristiano ronaldo he's I can't second stand it. he's second for he's uh the worst but that guy is such a good person off mm-hmm. the field. And there's another guy. I mean, the, I can go on and on about soccer players or about any athletes who on the field, I can't stand them, but off the field, they're actually good people. So, right. and and it's all theater, right? right? It's all theater. So the, they're dicks on the field or in the ring or whatever, but it's all theater. Right. So exactly. And, and even in the ring, John Cena was not a dick. Right. John, yeah. Um, I don't know if I said this yet, but earlier we said wrestling is, um, sorry, what'd you say? Soap operas? Soap operas. To, uh, to me, wrestling has always been comic books. Sure. It has always been the X-Men. That's probably a better Or the Avengers. Each each character has their time to shine. They can go out there in the ring for five or ten minutes. That's basically their own single volume of their comic book. And they sell themselves as a character. They market themselves to try and make it. Put on their spandex and go fight the bad guy. Exactly. Or the hero. And John Cena is Superman. He uh, smiles and he kisses babies and he pretends to be a Marine. He poses with soldiers. He poses with soldiers. He could probably beat up Superman. That dude is massive. Yeah, he's big. (laughs) Um, But, like, I, I remember, too, a point when, like... Because uh, John Cena can sell T-shirts, yeah, and he can make your ratings go up. Because when you when you push this guy as the best for so long, everyone starts to believe it. Um, but the fans that watch, the fans who who are older, who know that it's fake, and they know what's going on backstage too, because people talk, and you, you could read about it, and you can hear what the writers write in the writing room. You can, this stuff is all available online, and it becomes kind of addicting. But you read that like. John Cena told this guy he can't do that move anymore because that's his move and that's his brand and you can't do that move. Or he had an affair with a guy's fiance and since he's Cena, he made that guy be fired so he can steal his huh. fiance. And and then he they end up firing her anyway when he's done with her. So you, you hear stuff like that and people start to boo him. Yeah. Um, people start to boo him because his routine routine gets old and his shtick gets old and there's no stakes because he always wins. Mm-hmm. No matter what, he always wins. Um, there's even a there's even a meme. It's like Cena wins, LOL. And there's like a picture of him just smiling, or he like he like jumps off the ring, and every single wrestler is on the bottom, and he jumps, and they all just knock over like bowling pins. And it says Cena yeah. wins, LOL. That's just <laughs> that was his thing. Is he always won, and people got tired of it. So around this time was when CM Punk was starting to rise through the ranks and like i mentioned before he was an indie wrestler he is not built like john cena at all he kind of was doughy yeah yeah they they call him skinny fat a lot which in weightlifting world is no matter how often you lift weights 
you will still be skinny and fat at the same time. Yep. So, uh, but he has like a background in Muay Thai. He is uh, like he he fought he fought in MMA, but he waited a little bit too long. He waited until his forties, and he sucked. <laughs> he he got knocked uh, out. If you the first listen round. to Joe Rogan and listen to him talk about CM Punk, he is not a fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, he just we waited a little too long in his just to try it out. I guess uh, he he does have a martial arts background, but he is a good wrestler. And like I mentioned before, he is better at John Cena than wrestling, and that their match is apparent because one, one thing I did notice, and you said it before, is he does know how to work the mic. Like yeah. he, he can yeah. work a crowd really well, mm-hmm. and that and that's something that's like innate in someone. I think like he, he's he's really good at it. He I was high hooked. charisma. Yep. Listening to him on the mic, I was completely hooked. Yeah. Then that's that's the thing too. Is that's the. Uh, that's the inciting incident. That's it's what people call the pipe bomb, and rumors online are that that Punk is going to quit because he's sick of being overlooked. He's sick of of getting this reaction that he's getting. But then the essentially the writers like, like pretend it's SNL, and the writers are not giving you screen time. Um, that's that is what he's mad about. Is he's trying but pretend like, like you're Steve Martin, right? Like. Not just not just on SNL. You're the best on SNL, mm-hmm. and you're not getting airtime. Exactly. Steve Martin wasn't a member of a Saturday Night Live. He, he just guessed it a lot. Just guessed it a lot. Like Alec Baldwin. But pretend that he was. Sorry, that was yeah, me being pretentious. The analogy still works. Pretend that he <laughs> was, and pretend that he wasn't getting screen time. No, I get it. Pretend you're Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I can relate more to Bobby Moynihan <laughs> than Steve Martin anyway. Everyone in this room does. <laughs> so, oh, sorry. So Punk's about to quit. There's rumors of him. Um, he has a contract. All wrestlers have contracts and he hasn't signed. And then they come in and say, hey, Punk, we need to negotiate your contract. And he's like, yeah, sure, we'll get to that. Never signs. Be like, hey, your contract's about to expire. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, huh? He doesn't resign. And then eventually he goes, I'm done. I'm done because I worked my ass off and you gave the main event of WrestleMania, which is the Super Bowl, to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who's a huge star. Of course they did that. That's yeah. more marketable, right? If you're some man, what the rock is cooking. But you gave away my spot to a guy who hasn't put in the when grind like he I was on the he, he had his who name quit. on the ticket. Right. You know? Right, yeah. exactly. Who quit, right? Like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, he he, I mean, he, he came back. He kind of trans. I mean, yeah, but he came back. The, he the was Rock had his time. He just left, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So like, the Rock, quit, the Rock had his time. He left. Yeah. He comes back, and now he's the main event. And it's mm-hmm. like, which is some, yeah. I I, I'm, I guess I'm just trying to say yeah. I get where CM Punk's mm-hmm. coming. And this is a tangent I can go on forever because current wrestling cannot make superstars. They can make a John Cena, and that's about it. But they keep bringing back these old timers undertaker triple h the rock and they fight goldberg. In, they fight in their main event goldberg was at wrestlemania last year yeah they fight in their main event and their young guys are getting pushed down the card this is what was frustrating punk is how do you expect to make another rock if you don't let the young guys shine on the on the main event uh, just try it out yeah so he was going to quit <laughs> what well <laughs> I, <laughs> 
It's an inside joke. hundred percent inside joke. Woefully esoteric. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> you guys are making me feel dumb. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. It's literally. It's sorry. just a podcast that it Jake and I us, listen to. It was us being dumb. Right. Oh, we, we need to. We need yeah. to um, cut cut a piece of that when Jake said woefully esoteric. <laughs> <laughs> just I was quoting Archer. Thank you very oh, much. Okay. Read a book. Gosh, dude. <laughs> or watch Archer. Um, I don't remember what I was doing. So Punk wanted to quit. He was yeah. like legitimately done. So they say, all right, we're going to write you off TV. You're going to, you can have a go out with a bang. You can wrestle Cena one more time. You're not going to beat him because he's John Cena. Nobody beats John Cena. So we want you to, we know you're frustrated. Take a microphone and, and air your grievances. And he's like, are you serious? I think he said, because there's, there's a whole docu documentary about this. And he says, surely you jest. I do not think you want that. Um, comes out wearing a stone cold shirt, so it already feels a little different. Nobody wears somebody else's t shirt. And comes out with his stone cold shirt. I'd wear your t shirt, Chris. Thank you. I would wear your shirt too. Thanks, man. He sits on the top of the ramp, not in the ring, not in his face, not like dishing insults. He goes to the top of the ramp, sits down cross legged, basically says, Sit down, we're going to be here a while. I've got something to say and just I can't even repeat it verbatim, but it was just it was a lot. The like dropping the biggest truth bomb on wrestling that anyone has ever heard. It was long. It was like he, 10, 15. Yeah, like 10, he verbally minutes. took a dump on Vince McMahon's chest. Yeah, oh, it was he great. Cleveland steamered him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. So bad. <laughs> um, and like a lot of people would watch it and go, oh, that's fake. But like when you're watching wrestling, it didn't feel right. It yeah. felt there real. were bits felt that real. felt fake. Yeah. But by and large, especially when they cut his mic. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Which Dude, really the, happened. When he's like, you want to talk about bullying? I got a story about Vince McMahon. Immediately. Immediately they cut out. him. Yeah. <laughs> and that people were like, oh, that's fake. It wasn't fake. Because Vince McMahon came up with, a, he, he made a company called Be A Star, which is anti-bullying. And if anyone knows McMahon, they know what a crock that is. Yeah. Because that dude is a bully. He is. He's going to Saudi Arabia right now because a prince is paying him millions and millions of dollars. And the government is telling him, don't do it. Don't go and support Saudi Arabia and give them what they want. And he's like, no, oh, no, they're giving me a million dollars. I'm going to go. Yeah. Like, he's not a good yeah. person. He's yeah. a carny. That's what wrestling is. They're, they're all a bunch of carnies. <laughs> With bigger hands. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Smellier cabbage. <laughs> Austin Powers joke. Austin, Austin Powers, Powers yeah. joke. <laughs> Fun so, fact, my first job, I was a carny. Did you have smelly cabbage? No. All right. Um, That's why I didn't stick. So, again, uh, after he... The, Whenever a wrestler gets on a microphone, it's called a promo. So after he cut this promo, I was hearing it on ESPN. I heard it on our local sports radio talk show, which is BYU in Utah. They were talking about it on there. They were talking about it on the news. They were like, was this real? Was this not real? It was the talk of the town. The line for wrestling was starting the blur of what's real and what's not. So uh, this ushered in a new era called the reality era. This is where the fans choose who is good and who is bad. Who the good guys are? Yeah. Like the, face and heel. Yes. Face and heel. Boom. Got it. So, like, the, the writers, Cena is a good guy, right? Cena is always a good guy. 
But if the fans are starting to boo him, we can still write him as a good guy. But in the storyline, he's a bad guy. And in the match with Punk, he was a bad guy. You can tell just by the way he was booked, like the way that he came out. He, he didn't salute the crowd in Chicago because they didn't respect him. I like the way you described it when uh, when we first arrived and you were watching the match mm-hmm. is that CM Punk is the anti-hero. Yeah. Like, like John Cena is still the hero, but because he's being booed, nobody likes him. It's just like in... It's just like in I don't know, Breaking Bad, where uh, Walter White is the anti-hero. He's the bad guy, but yeah. you're cheering for him. And the good guys, who you should be cheering for, you're kind of rooting against him. It's it's mm-hmm. that kind of exactly. Wrestling is a yeah. TV show. Yeah, it's, a, it's fake. It's a fake yeah. TV show. <laughs> I like. I'm just saying, pointing mm-hmm. out that I liked how yeah. you described it that way. It, it 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 clicked for me a little more. The thing that I liked about it was it felt like it felt like uh, there was such a reaction to what CM Punk did. Vince McMahon, I think that he's savvy enough to be like, okay, there's something here. He so said, let's make a story out of this. After he cut that promo, he said, I smell money. Yeah. I, oh, 100%. Yeah. And you could tell when he and CM Punk are, are on the, in the ring together mm-hmm. during their whole bit that Vince is genuinely angry, <laughs> but he's playing it. A certain way. I'm yeah. sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> you, you can tell that, like, it is so uncomfortable for him <laughs> because, <laughs> right? Yar, <laughs> fire. <laughs> my, he was cut so cut. angry. Yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It was, it was great. Um, Vince uh, might be one of the greatest showmans on planet Earth. He can cry on command. He can get any reaction from a crowd that he wants. If he's a bad guy and then he all of a sudden goes, Vince, the shareholders Dude, have taken the company struts. and you no longer are in charge of the company. He's a bad guy and he starts crying and the crowd will all go, oh, thank you, Vince. Thank you. And they start cheering for him. Have you ever, have you, okay, this will come around, I promise. <laughs> have you watched the HBO documentary about uh, Andre the Giant? Yeah, it's yes. amazing. They talk about how Vince McMahon Made wrestling in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without well, it's his dad between his dad and him, because his dad kind of brought a few of the the small time wrestling groups together to create WWF, and then he Vince Junior or Junior. Yeah, yeah. Vince Junior expanded it to a nationwide thing where it was everywhere. If you wanted to wrestle, the, the big show that you were wrestling on was WWE. And what you wanted to wrestle he, the big show. He bought all the territories. Yeah. He bought all the territories. And Vince McMahon, as a businessman, created wrestling in America, and he was wrestling in America. And it's funny because it turned Dark Knight on him. <laughs> Where you either die a hero or you live he long enough to see yourself. He is George Lucas in every sense of the word. <laughs> he's he created, he created this his thing. His greatest creation. And then he's he still runs it the way that he did in the 70s. Yeah. And he's old and he's out of touch and he cannot make a new superstar. I, I read that it was actually his dad that started his his dad had a territory. It was yeah. deep South wrestling. Well, and that was and well, and that was what was the big thing was that with this storyline was because as you mentioned, CM Punk was going to quit, mm-hmm. and he was challenging John Cena for the rep for the title. Mm-hmm. And if he wins the title and then he quits, then essentially the title quote unquote leaves WWE and leaves 
yeah. and which has never happened in you know the 40 50 mm-hmm. whatever years since Vince McMahon's father started and and that was right? that was really just I, yeah yeah that's okay. that's correct okay. no and and he wouldn't have you know like Vince wouldn't leave let his title leave right if that was but, such a big deal right yeah, like, exactly that that was just the the on-screen story that they came up with to write the the backstage drama that was actually happening um, yeah, because you talked about the stakes need to be higher. Like, like with John Cena, there was no stakes because he always won. Mm-hmm. That just raised the stakes. Exactly. Right? Um, but so in, in an actual conversation, Vince came up to Punk, who still has not signed a contract. Punk is on everyone's mind. Everyone's everyone's talking about him. So again, this is kind of interesting because there's you talk about there's two layers to it. There's mm-hmm. like there's the the actual wrestling on the in the ring, and then there's the the backstory stuff that you have to you have to follow on an internet forums, which is just as interesting to me. Yeah, that, that, that's that's one thing that's really kind of cool about it. It's like almost alter egos. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so Vince has a meeting with them, and this is this is all stuff that Punk said in his documentary that he made. But he has a meeting with Vince, and Vince goes, "You still haven't signed a contract. You have my pants down around my ankles, and you are pushing me over a barrel. What do you want? <laughs> you have me over a barrel right now." And Punk's like, I want the title. And Vince to Vince, it's just uh, a prop. You know, it's just a storytelling device. But to Punk, it meant everything. Because yeah. this was validation of all of his hard work. So, essentially, as <laughs> part of his contract, he had to get the title. So, that is what happened in the match. I mean, I wasn't there. So, that's... I mean... I think he, he not not only did he want the title, he just wanted the chance. He wanted to take the ball and run with it and just see what would happen. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So uh I guess next is the fight in Chicago. Um the fight in Chicago and in, in Punk's hometown. Um and to me this is it's like the culmination of everything. And I I just rewatched the match and it's not very good. No, um, it's not. It's yeah. not. This is what I was saying. Yeah. It's not good wrestling. You're right. But, but the drama's good. There mm-hmm. was enough leading into it that I still found myself completely mesmerized. And as much as I was critiquing what they're actually doing. Right. Because you can make it look a little more realistic. Right. And I was sitting there being angry watching this. And then I just found myself watching that Goldberg uh, Steve, Kevin Stop. Nash, Kevin Nash ladder match, like just in awe. What's going to happen? Even though I knew it was going to happen, right. there was still part of me that was just like, "Oh my gosh, is John Cena actually going to walk away with this?" Yeah, uh, it was amazing. I I loved it. I actually found myself in a position where I was like. I kind of want to watch wrestling again. <laughs> like this was really fun. Yeah, I, I honestly was there too. Like, like all the way through the entire thing, it was just like, okay. After Chris's explanation of everything and all the lead up, it was like, yeah, th- I could definitely see myself getting into this. Yeah, it, but it just like put it on. It's in the queue of a million you things see, I need to watch. <laughs> yeah. you, you see where I'm at. Two times a year, every time I get together with Chris and Jose to watch SummerSlam and WrestleMania, we get the pay-per-view and I watch it. I'm like, why don't I watch this all the time? This is fantastic. This is yeah, man, yeah, I mean, I was like on the edge of my seat. It was it was a really entertaining because I had no idea who won. I um, and, and Chris never like alluded or 
or uh, hinted towards it. So I was. Well, he did if you read the whole article. If you. If oh yeah, you, I didn't read the whole article. Okay, I read okay. to so that. So you read to read that point, yeah. watch it, and then keep it. Yeah. So when the match finished and the and the person who won won, I just started laughing. Not because I was making fun of it. Not because I thought it was stupid. I just started laughing because. I was in the drama at the moment. I was mm-hmm. like, this is actually kind of cool what's happening right now. And and with whole Vince McMahon and the other dude in the suit comes out and Johnson and punches him and then... Laurinaitis. Yeah. <laughs> the douchebag yes man. Yeah. I mean, can we talk... And, I mean, it's, it happened in 2011. Can we talk about what happened? I mean, yeah, is, is that all right? So, I mean... It's a point. Yeah, okay. So, 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 so CM Punk wins and mm-hmm. he wins the title. And uh, But what's funny is that... that uh, Vincent Mann and the dude, what's his name? Laurenitis. Laurenitis. I almost wanted to call him Leonidas, but um, <laughs> Laurenitis. Anyway, they come out and then Vince tells Laurenitis to go and stop the match or stop something. And then, uh, and then ring Cena, the yeah, ring the bell, yeah. And Cena knocks him out, jumps back into the ring, and then CM Punk immediately, immediately does a finishing move and pins and him, him and beats him and wins. And the crowd's going nuts and it's like, and, and, it was so really entertaining. At that moment, at that really moment I, uh, was, I messaged the group as saying, "I have uh, chills. I have chills. Yeah, like, I, I, I had like goosebumps. <laughs> I started laughing because I was like, I was like, yeah, John Cena is going to win. It's just going to be a really good fight.' But Sam I thought Punk Chris's wins. reaction was funny. He's like, "Wait, to the to what I just sent you." Like, yeah, dude, <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it. So, so, so it's funny because because John Cena did what John Cena does. Right, he's the, he's, he's the good guy. He's the good guy. Yeah, he goes and tackles Laurinaitis because he doesn't want to win on a cheap. Exactly. He doesn't want to get a cheap win. Exactly, he wants to win fair and square. And so he goes. John Cena tackles the guy, jumps in, and then <laughs> CM is, Punk knocks him down and get does his makes him go move. night night. What, what's his finishing move? Go to sleep. To go, go to sleep. sleep. GTS. To go to sleep. And, it's a straight and, knee uh, to the face. Yeah, and uh, beats him, and it was uh, and like. <laughs> The reaction, I, Dude, when Vince, I was Vince watching McMahon's it, face is just like it's priceless. You're right; he can he can he do can anything. He's sell. a showman. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that face, just like the dumbfounded, dumbfounded boon <laughs> face. It was, it's funny it was great. I watched the movie, or I wa- I watched this this match earlier. I didn't watch it live. I've seen it before though, <laughs> and when I watched it again, getting ready for this, I like. Was in my bedroom and I threw my fists in the air and jumped up out of bed. Was like, <laughs> and you know, when I was watching this, I, um, I talk about this being a good storytelling device, and it is because when you watch a movie, next time you watch a movie or whatever, um, notice what you react to. You, you, uh, it's the person's reaction. It's not necessarily the action that, that makes the the big thing exactly in your that makes the impression. It's the person's reaction to the big thing to the action. That's so true. And, and 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 they they weren't gonna let this. They weren't gonna let him win without a good reaction to it. John, well, and when Punk cut, cut his promo mm-hmm. and John Cena's reaction, laying there in the ring. Exhausted, just sitting there with his one arm yeah. up on the rope, watching him cut the promo, being like, "So they are what is going on." They, they are good they're, storytellers. Oh yeah, they they know what they're doing as far as that's concerned. Well, and then you mentioned how John Cena knocked out the one guy because he didn't want the he didn't want to win the match in a cheap in way. a cheap way, 
And that was the, that was what was kind of compelling about the match is they kept throwing each other out of the ring, but then they had to get each other back in the ring to in be able to, to win to fair. Yeah, the same with funny. John Cena. It wasn't just CM Punk. He's like, CM Punk's like, I got to get him back to the ring so I can actually pin him and win. And same with John Cena. He's like, I'm not going to let CM Punk uh, lose out of the ring he's gonna get pinned by me like same kind of dynamic and the same thing when like when he puts him in that like submissive mood with his move with his knee and the 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 ankle whatever and then he like he's trying to grab the rope to cancel it and then he just <laughs> lets go and pulls him into the middle of the ring yeah. and pulls it back and it's just it was compelling it was it reminded me of chris jericho's lion tamer mm-hmm it was a good Chris move. Jericho. The walls of Jericho were the best. <laughs> but that, that's neither here nor there. Oh, Jericho's go, dude. So I loved Chris Jericho. I, I will be the first to admit that enter, that wrestling is entertaining, that wrestling has a compelling storyline, that, that it's dramatic, and that it, if you get into it, if you get into the story, and if you get the backstory like Chris, I'm glad you gave me the backstory because you said, watch this match. I would have been like, I don't care. This mm-hmm. is the dumbest thing. <laughs> but because of the backstory that you but gave. But the match itself even, isn't great. The, even, what, what made it great was the lead up. Yes, yep. exactly. Even the wrestling isn't wrestling video that talks all about Triple H and Shawn, Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. um, and all that whole history. It, it's, it's entertaining. It's fun. I still I still don't like wrestling as, a, as an entertaining medium. But, you know, at the same time, I'm not a really big um, boxing or, or uh, MMA anyway. fan either. But I was telling, I was talking to uh, to Chris and Scott about this. I kind of compare now. Uh, I kind of compare wrestling to our modern day version of the Coliseum. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Except people just aren't dying. But if you think about it, all the elements are still there. You have your grand entrances. You have your dramatic. Your, your, your drama. You have your props. Good guys and bad guys. You have your ba- good guys and your bad guys. And, and you there have, was a guy who basically decided who wins or loses exactly. by what the odds were. It's scripted. Yeah. The Coliseum, the Gladiators, it was scripted. And and that's kind of... And, and obviously, it's not... It, like, the Coliseum, the Gladiator uh, fights were, were like a state thing. Like, everybody in Rome uh, paid attention to it and cared. And it's not necessarily the case here. But it's it's kind of our version of, of the Coliseum, um, of Gladiators. So... This is, what you need to do is you need to listen to the podcast Hardcore History. They have an episode called Painfotainment. Okay. And that episode describes exactly what you just said. How entertainment nowadays is nothing more than the Coliseum. Right. But our violence is fake and their violence was real. Right. People would actually and die. That's what and we, that's, that's what we still entertain ourselves with yeah. today. It's the human condition craves violence. It's to crave violence. Do you guys, do you guys, do you guys have anything else you want to say about that? Like little thing. I, I so what's funny is we talk about the storylines and Chris, Chris is always talking about wrestling and how it's the storylines and it's a good match and all that stuff. And, um, it's just like country music. (laughs) Country roads. What are you talking? The stories about? make it better. Would you stop the talking. The stories for make two it seconds? better. <laughs> but you know what West just happened? Jesus. What just happened with the UFC with uh, McGregor and oh, Conor yeah. McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov, and that lead up to that match? Because guess what? That match wasn't great. Nope. It, the match it, wasn't it, great. It was probably it the was, worst match of the was, night. It was of the night. It yeah. was the least entertaining. Exactly. It was a lot of Khabib uh, wrestling and was, Connor not knowing of, what of to hugging. do when he got in when he got in the wrestling move. But it was the lead up to the match, and 
there was so much that went up. It went into that lead up, and then what happened after the match immediately when Khabib jumps over the fence and jumps into the crowd and starts punching people, and how crazy that all went, and that match in UFC might be the closest thing that UFC has gotten to WWE wrestling yet. They took a mediocre match as far as drama it, goes. Well, yeah, yeah, as far as just being wrestling, like right. they took okay. a mediocre match and made it into one of the greatest spectacles the UFC has ever seen. And you know, what diehard UFC fans are are hate that you say that that you're comparing it to wrestling. I'm sure, but they did it to themselves. But I can guarantee you, there's yes. not a UFC yes. fan out yes. there that isn't that isn't just absolute wasn't enthralled. Everyone, exactly. every single person had a, a horse in that fight. Everyone either wanted Khabib or wanted Connor. There, there was nobody on the fence. Nobody was saying, well, I don't care, one or the other. Everybody, it was Russia took, and the world. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> took sides. Are we going to cheer for the, the IRA or Al Qaeda? Like, it's, it's, <laughs> which one are we cheering for? And. And then when when it ended and Khabib won, and then everybody was like, oh, okay, well, he won. And then he jumps over the fence and immediately turns heel. <laughs> yeah. And immediately makes everyone hate him so bad. It was like, it seriously, Vince McMahon could not have written a better story than that that UFC fight. So, and it's super entertaining how the biggest UFC fight ever, or what? I mean, argue that as you will, but the biggest... Uh, spectacle in UFC ever is basically a WWE wrestling match. Yes, the sir. lead up, a decent fight, the fallout, everything. It was super. It's super interesting how it's all working out. And a, a lot of people are saying, like, look at look at like Connor and Floyd Mayweather. Like, oh, those guys hate each other. They arrived on the same plane together and they left on the same plane together. Yeah. Yeah. And they left rich, yeah. rich Earth. Right. It's, it's it's all WWE. It's fantastic. It's all, it's all wrestling. It's fantastic. You know what you've done, well, it's you, Chris, a... with this and with wrestling in general? Is you've made me appreciate, like, the showmanship of sports. It's because I have been, my entire life, I have hated the idea that NFL teams have cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, what do you Little girls dancing around in skimpy outfits have anything to do with football. I don't get it. I hated that. It's not football. I'm a BYU fan. I go to the BYU games, and the fact that the BYU dance team dances on the field and people go nuts about it, I'm like, why? I don't understand it. I don't get why that's a that's a thing. I It bugged me. I didn't like it. I, I, I was super happy when the NFL banned celebrations in the end zone. I didn't like any of that stuff. And then... Now that they've put ever since watching this stuff, I'm like, no, listen, it's pageantry. It's part of the showmanship of of the sport, and it, the all that stuff. I, I'm starting to appreciate all that stuff much more because it's about more than what happens in the ring. And the thing about wrestling, uh, professional wrestling, is they're the one form of athleticism and entertainment that. That is honest with you. Like, listen about what it is. About what it is. is. Yeah, it, it, it's that's it's, true. That's yeah. true. All the other uh, um, uh, MMA or what is that? UFC is is tr- tries to hide behind like the the realism of the actual sport, but in reality, it really is just 
the they sold you well, on the story. Well, yep. and and to I, I'm gonna I hesitate going down this road because there's a lot of old jaded jazz fans in Utah yeah. that think the NBA is just as fake as wrestling. And sometimes I tend to agree with them. When you see refs that are calling fouls or calling make, making sure. stupid bogus fouls, and I'll be quick with this point because it's not wrestling. It makes me wonder how much some of these actual sports, quote sports, whatever, these professional sports that are all about competition, all about getting the best players and all this stuff and being the best team, how much of it is actually fabricated. Whereas, like you guys said, like you said, wrestling is the one that says, yeah, we're fake. We don't get flying crap. <laughs> Sorry. Keep in mind. Yeah, yeah, anyway, sure. No, we don't. We don't care. Like, this is entertaining. This is what we do. We're fake. And people will like us for it. People will hate us for it. But, you know, like, we're not pretending to be anything else. Still watch. So, uh, so the last twenty minutes we've been uh, raving about how much we like it, and Chris has just been over in the corner smiling. I was just gonna say, beaming. I haven't haven't said anything in like twenty minutes, and I'm like, this is kind of what I wanted. This was my goal. (laughs) See, I will. I don't like wrestling. To be fair, the first forty minutes of this episode was nothing but Chris talking. I know. I had to get you guys involved. (laughs) I will. I will. I will say, I still don't like wrestling. I don't. Won't say that I detest it. Keep saying that, but. I will defend it to someone who will talk crap about it or whatever. I will, I'll defend it to him, um, but I still don't. Yeah, and, and my thing about that, I'm, I'm right there with you, and I would try and watch it, but I feel like I'm so far behind, and there's I, there's just so much else so to watch. If you, you watch one, one, what they do a good job of letting you know, like, oh, this guy hates this guy, and this guy <laughs> hates this guy. And yeah. This is the very first time you watch it, you it, pick up on it. If you and Jose and Jake have another WrestleMania night or whatever, I'll come and watch. And I'll, okay. It's, it's, part, it's part of the experience. It's part We're going to watch the Royal Rumble. That will get you hooked. But I won't, the Royal I'll, Rumble, especially the last one mm-hmm. where the two Japanese people won. Oh, yeah. The, oh, my gosh. I, that I, was the best. I can't, was so much fun. I can't guarantee that I'll be into it, but I'll, I'll watch. I'll explain and it And I'll you. be a little bit respectful. And this is uh, not. the button on top <laughs> Yes. Boom. The button on top sure of this not the cherry? <laughs> is the fans, the fans of wrestling. Um, the, the fans in Chicago that night made that match for me like that match was actually it was decent it wasn't the worst john cena isn't the best in the ring but the fans were eating it up right and they actually wwe is really guilty of this but they kind of they have a microphone over the fans and if they're booing roman reigns and john cena they'll turn the mics way down but when cm punk came out even if they turned the mics down there was nothing they could do to contain that sound that like blew the roof off of his standing ovation and when he won and you could like probably feel like the energy oh, the, absolutely this like the goosebumps well, that you got and just the pure elation it's like the announcer said you have the chicago bears going to the super bowl that's in chicago yeah, exactly you know what i mean yeah. that i think the announcer said that exact analogy and like i don't know if you guys know who daniel bryan is Daniel Bryan. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I do know who Daniel Bryan is. <laughs> Daniel oh, Bryan do you? <laughs> basically took over Punk's role after Punk left. He's this tiny guy who wrestled up his way through the indies, who became so popular that WWE had to 
they had to make him a main eventer because the crowd was seriously rioting. If he wasn't there, they'd cheer Daniel Bryan's name the whole time. They were demanding him. They even tried. But the WWE didn't want to. No. And they even kind of worked it into a storyline. Like, oh, look at how clever we are. We're turning it into a storyline, which is what they do. You know, they they work it in. Um, But Daniel Bryan went on. He main evented WrestleMania through sheer luck. John Cena tore his muscle off of his bone on his arm. Um, CM Punk quit because he was pissed off. And he was like, no, this is Daniel's year. I'm leaving. And he quit. And... Daniel, uh, the main event was supposed to be Randy Orton and Batista. Batista from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And the fans said, no, we want Daniel Bryan. So Batista was a good guy. Booed. Just, oh, it was vitriol. They booed him, right? So they had to, they forced, the fans forced their hands. They put Daniel in the main event. Daniel Bryan talking to ESPN. He's like, this is the weirdest thing. This is a fake fight. I am a fake fighter, and I won a fake championship on this fake show, and this is the happiest moment of my life. (laughs) (laughs) That that is awesome. And the the whole crowd, he does this, like, he points two fingers up in the air and says yes, and he was in the New Orleans Arena, football arena, what, 60,000 fans? Yeah, 60,000 fans all and, doing this. And more because the they put fans down yeah. on the field. So they're all just chanting yes, yes at the exact same time. And he's like, dude, you can't replicate that. This is this is the reaction that we get from, from our fans from this fake fight and this fake thing. And I want a fake fight. And this is the happiest I've ever been in my life. And that's basically all that wrestling is, is it's drama. And it's twists and turns and it's betrayals. It's also really, really funny. Like they have some of the funny. Freddie Prince was a writer on that show for a long time. And some of the funniest stuff with like Edge and Christian or The Rock, some of the stuff that The Rock used to say to people would have me in tears. So like Max Landis said, the only thing wrestling isn't is wrestling. That's all. Right on. Cool. All right. Thanks for uh, having us do that, Chris. It was it was, it was surprisingly great. entertaining. Yeah, no, I when you said kind of like Reese said when you when you said we're doing wrestling, I kind of had a big eye roll. I was like, great. <laughs> it was only a matter of time until Chris makes us watch wrestling. But I, at oh, the end I'm of it, so excited. <laughs> at the end of it, I was entertained, and it was it was fun. So thanks. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Yes, indeed. Anything else, dude? Don't we have a Questions? review on iTunes? Comment? Do we? Oh, I don't, I don't have an iPhone, so I wouldn't. I think our next episode. Uh oh, it's mine, isn't it? Hold up. Uh, next episode is an iDAO. We're gonna watch a movie called Murder by Death. Murder by Death. Murder by Death. That. I've never seen either. Are we going to do more racist racism in our show again? Yeah, there's probably going to be more racist <laughs> stuff in there. Peter, so, Peter Sellers plays a really racist version of a Chinese man. Oh, great. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. But the movie's amazing. It has uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It has Columbo. As in Alec Guinness? Uh-huh. Okay. It has uh, Columbo. Not has, Conor McGregor. Ewan McGregor? No. No. <laughs> and it has... Is, uh, what, what's his name? What's the actor's uh, name who plays Columbo? He's uh, it also has the farmer from Babe, and he's like twenty years old. <laughs> Peter like, Falk. Peter yeah, Falk. Yeah, that's his name. Not the farmer from Babe, Columbo. Oh. 
Colombo, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the farmer from Babe. Oh, I don't know his name. Uh, I don't know his name either, but he's good. He's great. But he's like 20. He's a super young guy in this, huh. and he's French. He, he killed it in Babe. <laughs> yeah, he really Actually, did. like, legit, he did kill it in Babe. He really he did. He was amazing yeah. in that movie. Uh, this movie. Uh, James Cromwell. That's what I said. James Cromwell. I guess we'll get into it in the next episode, but it's a great movie. So, yeah. Murder by Death. All right. All righty. So we do uh, we do have some uh, a review on uh, on iTunes. Or the Shout out! App. But uh, I think I'm going to let Chris read this one. All right. uh, okay, I need your phone then. <laughs> <laughs> it's the scroll down to the bottom. I might have scrolled up a little bit. All right. This uh, review uh, starts off handsome devils. It's from Sikatela. I can't even pronounce that. Sikatela. <laughs> Uh, it says, Cold Bow is love, <laughs> Cold Bow is life, Cold Bow is everything. The guys are all pretty funny, I guess, but Chris is easily the standout MVP and handsome to boot. Wow. Well, thanks, Sikadilla. Thanks, Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie, uh, will you marry me? Yeah, I'll leave that one to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kylie wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Right on. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, until next time. See ya. Peace. Bye.